Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 15. Today I am talking about boundaries. <laughs> A topic I will be completely transparent about. It's something I'm still working on, still learning, and still struggle with. But I did a shit ton of research and I really want to share with you what I found. There's so much information on boundaries and I feel like this episode just covers like the surface level of it. We may have to do a part two, part three, part four, 21, you know, how we go. So I'll drop some links in the show notes in case you want to do your own digging and check out kind of some resources that I was reading and, and things uh, that I found really cool. So this episode really is just kind of what I digested from all the information that I found. And I really hope that it helps you. I hope it sheds some light for you, especially if you're someone who struggles with creating boundaries or you're just curious about creating boundaries or you just want to know what the fuck they are. You may want to pull out a notebook if you're someone who likes to nerd out on this stuff like me, because there there's some good stuff in here. All right, let's start with number one. Question number one, what the fuck is a boundary? <laughs> There's lots of definitions. The most basic one is found in the dictionary, like, I don't know, Webster's, <laughs> right? Webster's, yeah. And that simply says, a line that divides or marks the extent or limit of an area. Pretty basic. But in terms of personal boundaries, my favorite and most thorough definition I found comes from therapyaid.com. And I feel like it kind of sums it up nicely into a little paragraph. So here it is. Therapy.com says, personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. A person with healthy boundaries can say no to others when they want to, but they are also comfortable opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships. A person who is always keeping others at a distance, whether that's emotionally, physically, or otherwise, is said to have rigid boundaries. Alternatively, someone who tends to get too involved with others has porous boundaries. We're going to talk a little bit about those three specific types of boundaries and personalities a little later in this episode, but for now, I want to talk about the three categories of boundaries. So like I said, there's different types of boundaries in our lives. Actually, there's a lot of them. There's like a shit ton. But for the sake of time and organization of this podcast episode, I'm going to say they fall under three main umbrellas. And those are going to be, number one, personal and physical space. Number two, mental. Number three, emotional. They can and do essentially exist in many areas of our lives. Like, you probably are already making a list, but... And even some of them we probably aren't even aware of. So let's do a little exercise together. If you are in a safe place, you're not fucking driving a car or something, you're going to come at me for this, but... If you're in a safe place and you can write down something, some notes, or if you want to say it out loud, I want you to just jot down some categories in your life where you think there are boundaries, even if you're not sure or you know that there are no boundaries and you need to set them. It's all perfect. It's all okay. So hit pause on this episode, make your list, don't spend longer than a minute to two, and hit play when you're ready. All right? And go. Okay, you're back. Wow, that's fast. <laughs> I want to share with you the list I came up with when I first did this. Number one was personal and physical space. So like waiting in a coffee shop or like waiting online in a store, a grocery store, like I have to share, <laughs> I 
I have a really dumb story for you guys. This is a really dumb story, but I feel like I have to share it and I promise I'll go back to my list in a moment. I think this is important. Dumb, dumbly important. Is that a word? All right, one day I'll do, I'll do it quick. One day I left work and I was exhausted. Like it was one of those days where my mind was in a complete fog. Like, it felt like my eyes were fucking crossed. I had the worst headache. I felt like I was having an out of body experience. Like I was like, I was, or I was like drunk or high. Like it was just weird. But I had to run to Staples to grab something for work. So I run over there quickly and I get what I need. And then I head to the checkout and I don't see anyone there. Like there's no one at the checkout line. So then I look over at the copy and print center and my foggy ass brain, it looks like there's a line forming. You know how that happens sometimes when you're in a store when you're like, oh, the cashiers are like out, not there. And then like the copy and print center or another area of the store like takes on regular customers. All right. That's what my, like I, my brain saw. So I walk towards the, the copy and print and I stand behind this woman. And you know what registers in those stores like that, that have like little stands with like little things to buy, like pens and post-its and snacks, whatever. So the lady in front of me is looking through these little tchotchkes and is taking forever. Like, why is this line not moving? Why is this woman like still, she just isn't, isn't even paying attention in my head. So I'm, oh yeah. Also I'm like starting to huff and puff because I'm, I'm freaking hangry as hell at this point. It's like past dinner time for me. So it's probably like past four 30. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like my eyesight disappeared for a bit. So then I like move closer to her, like to kind of, you know, give her some energy of like, can you just like, like move up in line a little bit? This is what I think is a great idea. So now I'm like 10 inches from this woman when I realize that she's not even waiting online. <laughs> there is no line. She's literally just shopping. And I've now creeped up on this woman at an uncomfortable borderline close to getting served with a protective order, like distance. So then I just casually walk away and turn towards the registers, which were freaking open. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was the weirdest thing ever. So I totally invaded that person's personal space. So that's an example of that woman needing to set a boundary against some crazy ass person. Yeah, I invaded her space. Oh, God. All right. Back to my list. That was number one. Number two is work. Then friendships and then relationships with loved ones. So that's not just with my husband. Um, it's with family members and friends and things like that. Okay, now, after doing some research, I learned that there are other boundaries and some that I'm going to give you on this list, I definitely need to add to my own list. And maybe you will too. I don't know. All right, here's what I found that I feel are super, super important. Number one, interpersonal boundaries. So that's communication with friends, strangers, people you meet, acquaintances, all that stuff. Sexual boundaries. Material boundaries, referring to money and possessions, and time boundaries. Time boundaries is a huge one for me, and it's one of the most important in my life, I think. And I think it should be for you, too. And I'm going to tell you why. Time translates to our life, and that's a one-shot deal. I always say that. I always go back to, you know, our energy, who we share our energy with, Right? our time. That's all we have here. 
So setting time boundaries is so important. And that, again, can be broken down into different categories. All right. So that just, again, scratches the surface of categories. Now, let's go back to those three types of boundaries that we talked about in the beginning. Those are healthy boundaries, rigid boundaries, and porous boundaries. I will drop a very, very cool and organized chart I found from therapyaid.com in the episode description. It's a super, super nice way to lay out these three different um, boundaries with descriptions underneath each. But first, I kind of want to play a little game again. I want you to take a guess right now if you could think what are your boundaries like? Like, I'm sorry, if you could choose like a person, your personality boundary, what would it be? Do you think you have more rigid boundaries, porous boundaries, or healthy boundaries overall? I feel like this is actually hard for me to do. There's actually just too many categories, but just for the sake of right now, just pick one category in your life. And if you're an indecisive water sign like myself, just try to guess one. (laughs) Okay, got it. Here are common traits of each of those. So some common traits of rigid boundaries. You avoid intimacy and close relationships. You're unlikely to ask for help. You have very few close relationships. You're very protective over personal information. You may seem detached or even with romantic partners. You keep others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. porous boundaries. Some traits are you overshare personal information. You have difficulty saying no to the request of others. You're over-involved with others' problems. You're dependent on the opinions of others. You're accepting of abuse or disrespect. You fear rejection if they do not comply with others. Now, healthy boundaries. Here's some traits. You value your own opinion. You share personal information in an appropriate way. You don't over or undershare. You know personal wants and needs and can communicate them. You are accepting when others say no to you or to them. You don't compromise values for others. So I guessed that I actually had porous boundaries as like an overall theme in my life and Going back, I think I'm actually more rigid than I'm porous. I mean, obviously, there it's it's hard to choose one, right? I guess that really isn't fair to ask you to do that because each category or like where you wrote that list of boundaries in the beginning, you can probably go back and you probably have a mix of porous, healthy, and rigid. And by when I say you, I'm talking to myself, just so you know. And if you also feel that way, that's great. You're probably in the right room. (laughs) If you're listening this far, you're you're definitely in the right room. You're like, we're one, one in the same. All right, next. How do we know if a boundary needs to be established? And or how do we know a boundary has been crossed? This is a list I made from research, but also for myself personal experience. So number one, and most important, I think, is something just doesn't feel right. Like in your gut, something just doesn't feel right. 
You always feel like there's more to take in a relationship. You're stretched thin way too many times. Like there's someone or something that you just feel like is asking so much of you all the time or all at once, like throwing a lot of tasks at you. You're a people pleaser. People pleasers definitely need boundaries for sure. You are avoiding conflict. So you tend to be a little bit more passive in this relationship because you don't want to ruffle feathers or rock the boat. So that's an example of when a boundary needs to be set. You're displaying codependent behaviors. That's big. You don't feel heard or supported. And then this last one is like a whole other episode, but someone is gaslighting you. And there are so many different types of gaslighting. I actually had to look up gaslighting. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really understand gaslighting. I feel like it was a tr it's been a trending word and I just haven't really bothered too much with it. And there's different types of gaslighting, like a ton of different types. But research that I did says that the most common type is called shift blaming, not shit blaming. Actually, oh my God, it should be called shit blaming. It, or whatever. It's called shift blaming. And that's where a person constantly blames others, maybe yourself, maybe they're constantly blaming you in this situation, or it's, they blame a specific situation instead of taking responsibility or accountability for their own actions. This shit grinds my gears. This gets under my skin like no other. And I know I need to do work there, mindset work, because it gets under my skin so fast. I can, like my, like the hairs on my neck go up whenever I sense a person is like this. They're a gaslighting, shift blaming type of person. Whew. It, it really, it hits me hard. All right. Whew. How to set a boundary. We've been taught for years, history, generations, all of it. We've been taught to that to honor your own needs. And I will say this, I will go out on a limb and say that women mostly, we are taught that if you honor your own needs or take time for yourself or do what's best for you, then you're being selfish. And being kind and smiling and always pleasing others is the right thing to do. This is something we've been taught and I believe we are in a generation right now where we are breaking this cycle. All right. Here we go. How to set a boundary. Number one, get clear on what the boundary is and what you need from it. Not what the other person needs or how they should behave. This is always when you're setting a boundary, it's always about you and your needs, not theirs. Number two, be consistent. Always, always be consistent. If you bend a little bit once, this can be really confusing for a person, that other person. They need to know that you're serious. Number three, have a conversation if it's necessary. Explain a boundary if you feel it's necessary. And if you do feel it's necessary, always speak from I. For example, I will not be answering emails past 5 p.m. Instead of saying, please do not email me after 5 p.m. There's an offense-defense kind of feel there, right? The first one is just offense. Last one's a little bit defensive. Number four. Learn to say no. This is so hard. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to say no. 
But saying no is so powerful. So powerful. Learn to say no. If there's someone that keeps crossing boundaries, whatever boundaries they are, I think there's three things you can do. Number one, be direct with them. Number two, find distance. Separate yourself from them. And number three, drop the relationship. Not everyone's going to like it, right? They're not going to like these new boundaries or understand them or agree with even with any of the boundaries that you set. And guess what? They don't need to. Because the beautiful thing about boundaries is that we get to create them. Boundaries are permission we give ourselves to exchange or reserve our energies. And I always talk about that. Protect your energy. Protect your time. And the more aware we are when it comes to boundaries, the more free we can become in our own lives. We create more space, more time for things that bring us happiness. And that, my friends, is the ultimate gift we can give to ourselves. Thanks for pulling a seat up at the table today and hanging here with me. I hope you learned something about boundaries. I hope you take this episode and it gives you courage to set those boundaries, to become aware of them, and to ultimately find more happiness in your life. Until next time, remember, boundaries are just invitations for us to protect our own energies. Bye, guys.